All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Amazon Monthly Insights. Uh, this is for the month of September 2021, and I'm here with Nate Hogel. Nate, welcome to the show. Hey, John. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have a decent-sized list today. Uh, we have quite a few topics in uh, kind of the general section. Uh, we have two in content and catalog, and then two in advertising to round us out. So let's uh, let's dive into it. Uh, so the first update on our list is Amazon October beauty sale. Yeah, um, beginning this week on Monday actually, and running for three weeks, Amazon will be running a beauty sales event. Uh, the event's designed to lure customers back to the site uh, ahead of the holiday shopping season, and really. Uh, focus to continue to drive the growth of that beauty and health and personal care category. Um, specifically during the pandemic, those categories have surged um, more so than many, uh, and the timing could prove to really be optimal for promoting such uh, consumable products uh, for an extended period uh, to kick off the Q4 selling period. Um, just some quick notes, you know, makeup sales rocketed 40%. Um, uh, during the, the early days of the pandemic in 2020 from 2019 level, uh, levels and HPC more broadly products rose almost 60%. So by focusing on these high growth categories, uh, consumable categories, Amazon's hoping to lure, uh, lure customers back to the site and re-energize spend levels on the platform, uh, especially as we head into the Black Friday and Cyber Monday period uh, coming in a couple of weeks. Yeah, okay, that's great. Uh, kind of a, a similar topic, but next one on our list, uh, Amazon rolls out early Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals. Yeah, this was kind of a, a last uh, minute addition to the list, but a similar time, uh, parallel time with the uh, beauty sale, Amazon launched some Black Friday worthy deals as they called them across the select list of categories. In uh, a similar motivation, right, is to, to, as the October beauty sales to lure customers back to the site in the run up to the Q4 holiday season. Um, also, you know, with the supply chain issues, getting a jump early on shopping, uh, really trying to get customers engaged now uh, while we have, you know, inventory and uh, inventory on hand before we really start running into the crunch of Q4, where we can see a lot of out of stock situations run out, uh, run, uh, run into with our clients. So, um, really trying to just get ahead of all of that with these two, with these two promotions and these early, early deals for customers. Okay, great. Uh, next one on our list, Amazon shipping cargo for outside customers. Yeah. Another, another move by Amazon to start competing with, um, with big carriers and in, in something you might not consider their core business model being you know, shipping and, and, and fulfillment and freight, but Amazon is now shipping cargo for outside customers outside of their traditional, um, uh, uh, the traditional model that they have set up uh, with their online uh, 1P and 3P partner. So Amazon's algorithms are, are allowing sellers to take advantage of space in LTL containers that are uh, that's available um, based on uh, a lot of the calculations they're able to provide, offering these discounted uh, these spaces at discounted rates to customer to customers, allowing Amazon to create basically a revenue stream out of what would otherwise be wasted container space that's being shipped around the country. Um, not only are these rates really competitive to UPS and FedEx, 
but their vast logistics networks allows them to really find pickup and delivery times that can fit a customer's schedule as opposed to having a static 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. pickup time, which is pretty standard with, with the competition. Um, so it's just another attractive component um, to the Amazon Freight experience. Uh, this is really a similar kind of moves uh, to how they operated and rolled out Amazon FBA and Amazon AWS back in the day by monetizing, you know, uh, areas of opportunity and creating a revenue stream essentially out of nothing. Um, and this is sure can, uh, this is surely going to be an area that they will focus and grow on as they um, as they expand their logistics offerings uh, further down the line uh, as we go into 2022. Yeah, yeah. First, you sell off the excess capacity, and then you uh, end up creating a standalone business. So I, uh, I would expect a lot more of this type of thing in the future. Um, super interesting. Okay, uh, next one on our list: Amazon Community Lending Pilot Program. Yeah, this was an interesting uh, update we found um, last month. Uh, last month, there was a partnership announced um, with Lendistry an established minority-led community development financial institution. Um, Amazon Community Lending Program will take, uh, will take aim at driving growth opportunities for small and medium businesses selling, currently selling on the Amazon platform. Uh, the program, uh, which is a new business finance financing option through Amazon Lending, so it's an additional service to the Amazon existing Amazon Lending Program, uh, will provide US-based Amazon sellers access to short-term loans of up to 100 grand uh, and competitive rates on those loans to really drive growth and sustain those Amazon businesses. Um, you know, those funds are up to the seller and, and business owner's discretion of how they're used, um, but really they could be used for anything from marketing to product development. It doesn't have to be used specifically on the site. Um, Lendistry, the partner in this program, has traditionally dispersed um, uh, community lending to traditionally low to moderate income and other historically disadvantaged business owners and their communities. Uh, so this program seeks to provide growth opportunities for that select um, uh, selling community on the platform, infusing capital into those businesses as a means to really gain momentum and achieve their growth uh, their growth goals on the platform. Hmm. Oh, super cool. That's a, that's a new one to me, so that's great. Um, uh, all right, uh, last one on our, our general updates, Amazon customer service, a product. Am I saying that right? There was a comma, was there yeah. a comma? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was an interesting. It's an interesting uh, take, I think, and similar to perhaps the uh, the conversation we had about um, shipping cargo and, and probably providing that to third parties. But really, Amazon is now offering for third party sellers a product of customer service that is a pay to play feature inside their Seller Central account. Um, so within recent weeks, Amazon announced customer service by Amazon, uh, another acronym for everybody, CSBA. Uh, it's a program that will allow any third-party seller the opportunity to pay for access to Amazon's customer service team uh, to interact with their customers of their specific product set. So previously, this was bundled in, um, in Amazon FBA, but they are pulling this out now to offer it as its own standalone service uh, to really gather, uh, or I should say, reach the market for fulfilled by merchant sellers. So you don't have to be an FBA uh, seller to take advantage of the customer service offerings by Amazon any longer. Um, this will really target sellers who handle their own warehousing, shipping, and fulfillment and customer service. Um, with this holiday season approaching and the well-known, well-discussed supply chain issues and constraints at capacity and fulfillment centers, 
more and more sellers are going to be um, utilizing an FBM method, perhaps as a um, as an add-on to their FBA business or, or make on that method on the platform. And this program will then allow Amazon to really expand their customer service and product offerings to a wider, a much, much wider uh, market of sellers. So it's not just those in-network FBA sellers they can target with customer service and, and other programs. It, it now becomes really full uh, of, you know, a full offering to anyone selling on the platform, regardless of uh, FBA or FBM designation. Yeah, I think it's interesting that they're putting more resources and capabilities into FBM. I know kind of uh, maybe five years ago, FBM was really seen as a bridge to FBA. And so it was never really meant to be kind of a, a permanent um, method of fulfilling product. But I think that that now Amazon's realizing there's some categories that really probably are never going to make sense for FBA. It will just always be better suited in FBM. So they're starting to put more resources into that program, which I, I actually think is really kind of a win-win for, for them as well as their um, seller community. So, so that's great. Um, uh, okay, content and catalog section. So we have two updates here. Uh, the first one is new listing quality dashboard. Yeah. Um, so you guys may have uh, listeners to the show may have uh, recently been inundated with um, messaging on this exact topic. We saw a bunch come through yesterday and the day pre uh, previous, but it was announced last month, the launch of a, of a listings quality dashboard, uh, both within vendor and seller central accounts. And this dashboard is a tool to help sellers and vendors highlight and elevate important specific product information to their customers. Um, so using Amazon's advanced algorithms, the dashboard will make listing uh, data point recommendations um, and asking for those additional informational sets for products, uh, which will help uh, customers search and filter on more specific product feature points than they would be previously. Uh, this will ensure they're selecting the exact right product. And really the hope is that this will um, affect, um, excuse me, uh, uh, reduce returns and return rates on products over time by just making sure that the products uh, that customers are selecting are actually what they're looking for. Um, so in addition, it's really just to enhance the customer experience and, and make it easier to buy products on the site that have traditionally been more difficult. Um, and uh, ideally, this will prevent, uh, prevent potential product suppressions, you know, products that had high return rates that traditionally have been suppressed based on that information. If, you know, this this automation will allow us to uh, interject those, those additional data points and, and really make sure we're matching products with customer search, then uh, everyone will be off <laughs> better off in the end. Um, so this will really be something that is key in um, softlines categories that has a lot of different data points around fit and uh, fit and wear and, uh, and, and the like, uh, you know, consumables as well. Okay, yeah. Cool. Uh, uh, second one on our list here, Amazon releases reorder coupons. Yeah, I thought this was interesting. Just simply the fact that a coupon, I think, can maybe be considered sometimes an outmoded uh, version of marketing or uh, promotion. But earlier this uh, earlier in September, Amazon rolled out a new type of coupon within the merchandising menu of Vendor Central. Uh, the reorder coupon is what it's called, allows vendors to offer discounts specifically for customers who have previously purchased their products, but then have not subs subsequently reordered in the expected timeframe. So in addition to specific badging, which you get from a coupon on the product detail page, these coupons will also be merchandised on the coupons landing page and in category landing pages. 
Um, standard costs and fees will apply both clip and redemption, but they can run for a longer period of time than standard coupons for up to a year. So the purpose of these coupons is really to reinforce habit formation and really uh, drive brand loyalty uh, and can be just used as another way to market products um, uh, as we move forward into Q4 and into 2022. That's great. Um, very cool. All right. Uh, last two updates, both in the advertising bucket. Uh, the first one is release of performance-based budget rules. Yeah, this is really an interesting use of, of uh, Amazon's advertising technology. Um, so in addition to the recently released schedule-based rules, so time-based rules that are now available within the native Amazon Advertising Console, Amazon released an updated feature set called performance-based rules, which allows advertisers to set rules that will automatically increase budgets when campaigns reach a certain performance threshold, such as meeting uh, an advertising or a cost uh, cost of sale target, a click-through rate, or a conversion rate, uh, for example. So if your campaigns are meeting those really high uh, return targets and you wanna to continue to open up spend, these, these rules will allow for that um, in an automated fashion. Uh, so they'll be incredibly useful as we head into Q4 and, and traffic spikes on the site, uh, allowing this automation to replace, you know, typical traditional human interaction, human interaction during the period um, will really maximize profits and, and hopefully minimize out of budget and campaign downtime. Yeah, super interesting. Um, okay, cool. Uh, last one on our list, opportunities tab. Yeah, this is uh, just another feature set that was rolled out within um, a select few of the accounts we noticed uh, over the past month. Um, it was a beta release that you'll see in certain accounts called opportunities that's um, populated in some accounts. Within the screen, it's again, just using Amazon's automation, uh, which is making suggestions um, and sharing with advertising uh, advertisers, highlighting areas of potential leverage for improvement mm -hmm. and return exposure and efficiency uh, across the entire campaign set for, for a specific brand. So some examples, um, some examples of what will be suggested or what are suggested is fluctuations in keyword impression share. So if we're seeing track uh, positive traction on a certain keyword that will be flagged and you can then use that information to uh, update your campaign strategies out of budget alerts which is not necessarily something new but uh, pause campaigns that have high efficiency so reflagging past performance uh, is something that might be useful during uh, certain periods uh, sponsored brand category benchmarks which can be set automatically and then pause campaigns that now have on-hand inventory um, so really just trying to scrape and find areas of opportunity and growth within the campaign set using automation and the algorithms to help advertisers be successful. Um, and really, again, tying it back to kind of the Q4 period we're heading into, just any way that advertisers can find or use automation to help make their job easier and do it in a way that doesn't have to be manually monitored, we see it as a, as a big win and, and something that should be leaned into. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Uh, well, that was quite a list. I appreciate it, Nate. Uh, for our yeah. listeners, if you haven't already, if you could go in and leave us a five-star review, we would appreciate it. And uh, we will see everyone uh, next month uh, when we go through our, our first uh, month in Q4. Uh, thanks, Nate. We'll talk soon. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Talk soon.